Hello, you're listening to the Secret Keepers Club podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I am your host. I'm so excited for this episode because we have some celebrity gossip to talk about. I want to discuss a would you rather that I thought about and I was thinking about all night last night for some reason. And we have a bunch of questions that you guys sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Hope you all had a great weekend, great week last week. It was about 5,000 degrees out here in New York City. And I, oh, I went viral on TikTok. I went viral like, like COVID. Okay, I definitely did. You know me, I'm not like other teenagers. I'm 30. So I, I had made these videos, if you haven't seen them, I made these videos about like the, the way you, we used to dress when we were, you know, in the early to mid 2000s. And it really was a dark time and people don't talk about it enough. I'm, I'm kind of, listen, I wear vintage clothing and I love like funky stuff. I love that like halter tops and, and, you know, stuff from when we were young, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, we're forgetting about all the bad things, all the dark times. And sometimes you got to just bring that stuff to the surface. So it was pretty cool. A bunch of people, um, that I'm really fans of like a fan of, uh, had reached out to me and said that they, that they love the videos and, and it was cool. It was fun. So go check that out. If you, if you haven't seen it yet, like I said, we have a bunch of emails that you guys had sent in and yeah, wait, okay. What are we going to talk about first? Are we going to talk about Britney first? Yes, we are. We're going to talk about this post that Britney Spears made. She had a court hearing last week. If you guys haven't been keeping up with the story, I'll just quickly brief you. But she had a court hearing last week and they granted her permission to pretty much hire her own lawyer, which is huge because her dad was paying her lawyer. Her her dad hired her lawyer. So what do you think is going to happen? Whose side do you think the lawyer is really on, whether he's working with her or not? So it's nice that she got to you know, pick her own legal counsel. And I feel like she's now starting to speak out about things that she wasn't comfortable speaking out about before. So I'm going to read you this Instagram post. Oops. Uh Oh, okay. I thought I just, okay, we're good. I'm going to read you this Instagram post that she posted the other day. It is like a screenshot of like a quote is the photo. It says, take me as I am or kiss my ass, eat shit and step on Legos. Now that is a loaded statement. So I said, the caption is definitely going to be a ride. Right. And I'm so excited at this point. Cause I'm like, I know the caption is going to be tea. The caption is going to be the tea party. So she said, for those of you who choose to criticize my dancing videos, look, I'm not going to be performing on any stages anytime soon with my dad handling what I wear, say, do, or think. I've done that for the last 13 years. I'd much rather share my videos. Yes, for my living room instead of on stage in Vegas, where some people were so far gone that they, that they couldn't even shake my hand. And I ended up getting contact high from the weed all the time, which I didn't mind but it would have been nice to be able to go to the motherfucking spa. And no, I'm not going to put on heavy makeup and try, try, try on stage again and not be able to do the real deal with remixes of my songs for years and begging to put my new music in my show for my fans. So I quit. So this is, she, she pretty much quit. She had said there was a thing last week saying that she is done making music, performing, doing shows, all that stuff. So now here's where the tea comes in. So she said, I don't like that my sister showed up at an award show and performed my songs to remixes. My so-called support system hurt me deeply. This conservatorship killed my dreams. So all I have is hope and hope is the only thing in this world that's very hard to kill. Yet people still try. Okay, so let's circle back to what she said about her sister. Now, Jamie Lynn Spears is really, let me find her out in the street is what I'm going to say. And, and is that a threat? No, but I will give her a dirty look. I'm not going to put hands on her because I know that she has a history of, of pulling out a knife on people at a gosh darn pizza hut. Okay, the girl is wild. She's all over the place. And now I'm like, see, Brittany even came out after Jamie Lynn's little sob story saying, no, she's my sister and I would do anything for her. And it doesn't matter to me what she does, because that's what Jamie Lynn had posted a couple of weeks ago when this all was coming to the surface. 
when Brittany had said, none of my family supports me, I had told you guys that Jamie Lynn, that I, you know, how I felt about Jamie Lynn, because Brittany didn't say that anyone had her back. And then Jamie Lynn posts something saying, well, I don't care if she wants to move to another country and go have a million babies in the jungle. It's like, Hey girl, how is that even equivalent to her just literally wanting to get in the car with her boyfriend? You got to be that extreme. She could have really been the champion in the story, Miss, Miss Jamie Lynn. But no, she decides to go stab people at a Chipotle. But anywho, that was what was going on with Britney. Some people were, you know, there's all these conspiracy theories circling and, and saying, oh, well, that wasn't her. That was somebody else posting about her. I don't know. It feels like maybe she feels like she has a little bit more freedom now that she has, can hire her own lawyer and maybe she's speaking out about things. But all I will say is I cannot wait for all of this to come to the surface and for her to be able to finally speak up and speak her truth because whatever channel that's on, I will be tuning i will be tuning in and recording that i'm going to record that on every platform i'm going to do it on a vhs tape i'm going to do it on everything everything so anywho i wanted to give you guys a would you rather i thought about this last night don't ask me why because i don't know i was talking about something kind of similar the other day with somebody but would you rather get eaten by a shark or eaten by a bear. Now let's really think about this. Let's break this down because my whole thing is like, I want to do whatever I suffer less. Whichever one I'm going to suffer less is the one that I want, but it's hard because bear versus shark is difficult. I remember a, a couple of years ago on this podcast, I remember talking about, would you rather bear or lion? And I picked lion because listen, a lion's going to just take you out right away. You won't even have time to feel pain or even think about that because you're in the lion's belly before you know it. And the lion will just go straight for the jugular. I feel they at least will have enough respect. Just getting hit by a lion, like headbutted by a lion would probably kill you. So that's the positive part of that. But this one's a little bit more difficult because here's the thing. I'm going to have to choose a bear attack, even though. First of all, getting eaten by a bear, so embarrassing. <laughs> like, listen, if you've ever been eaten by a bear, you're embarrassing. Like, turn the podcast off because why were you even near the bear? Like, this means this is, again, circling back and we do it every episode now. But you shouldn't go camping. You shouldn't go in the woods. You shouldn't go to Appalachia. Don't even get me started on that. I really feel like... <laughs> We should just not be in their territory. If you get eaten by a bear, it's like, yeah, no, for sure. Because you were in the bear's house. You showed up in the bear's yard and you were just grilling meat. And the bear is like, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat the whole damn campsite, including the hammock and all the other things. They would definitely torture too. I feel like a, a bear would just pretty much like rip, just eat your, I don't know. But here's the difference. I would still prefer it because with a shark, sharks seem to be a little bit picky. They're feeling a little peckish, but they're not going to eat you whole. If a shark would come up from behind me, I wouldn't see the shark coming. And if a shark would just come up from behind me and just rip my head off, that would be really nice because then I don't feel it. Then you can kind of just whatever, take your time. I don't really care about what happens with that, but I feel like a shark wouldn't do that. They're pretty torturous. A shark's going to eat one toe, the other foot, one arm, you know, and your ear. And you're just kind of like floating, bleeding out in the, in the damn ocean. And then what you drown. So not only are you being eaten by a giant fish, you also drown. I mean, come on, let's, I, I'd a million times prefer to be eaten by a bear, but that's just my opinion. Let me know if you agree with me because it's, it might be a little edgy, my opinion. You want to know what's so wild to me that sharks really live for like 500 years? Huh? How? How is that possible? No, don't even get me started because this is going to be the, the, the shark podcast now. You guys know I get carried away when I think about things like this, but uh, 500 years, are you kidding me? 
there's sharks swimming around that were just chilling in the bottom of the ocean when the Titanic sank and they watched that whole shit happen. And they swim through the damn boat still to this day. And they're like, oh, you have no idea. The night that this happened was a crazy night. And they remember that. No, they should not. Nothing should live 500 years. And I feel like the, the young ones die when they're 500, which is, I mean, come on now. I'm sure sharks are like a vital part of the ecosystem, but boy, oh boy, are they scary. The ocean is a crazy place, you guys. Again, we're, we're talking deep sea. I keep getting carried away with this. I, I can't help it. But anywho, we're going to get into these um, Patreon questions that you guys sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. You can always send them in. If I happen to miss your email um, during the week, please do uh, resend it, bump it up so that I can, um, you know, so that I'll get it next week. So, okay, let's start from the top here. This one says, why are men plus an FMK? Carly, Stanley, Robert, a.k.a. the iconic trio. <laughs> Love you guys so much. Hope you're thriving during hot girl slash cat summer. Kiss you right on the goddamn lips. Thank you very much. And the, and the kitties, thank you too. I, um, I was just watching right before I started recording. I was watching little Stanley look out the window because there was a squirrel out there. And the squirrel was very cute. And he was eating something with his little tiny squirrel hands. And it's like, how? <laughs> this is so silly to me. Like watching a, a squirrel eat, stop but I wish I could feed them. But you know, like I can't really just be leaving food outside, just inviting all the critters to come into my house. But yeah, so they say, thank you. Here we go with the email. About a month or so back, there was a girl who wrote in about her partner or a friend's partner cheating with them on someone with words with friends. Yes. Okay. So this was, yeah, a little while ago. I would say it was about a month ago. Somebody had said that their partner cheated on them. Yep, with words, from words with friends, not with words with friends, because that would be a whole nother type of podcast. I know it's not 2009, but I still play Scrabble Go, which I tell myself is a more sophisticated version of words with friends and worthy of playing in 2021. Anywho, I got the message below from a guy on Friday and I randomly got match to play against and I had to send it to you. I get messages like this from random guys all the time. They try to flirt, call you beautiful, etc. And if you don't respond, they'll just keep messaging you. This exchange with quote unquote Mark is incredibly tame, but I'd like to see how far I can push the limits with guys that message me before they resign. Mark's threshold was clearly low. He blocked me immediately after giving me <laughs> my first response. Um which I have to give you and the pod credit for because I got it from the OG days where you guys were jokingly say like, I fucked your dad as a comeback to things. Also, just to note, my picture uh, on my profile on this game is not in any way a thirst trap. It's literally a picture of me with my now deceased pet rat. Yes, I had a rat. Girl. So, I mean, I'm not serving looks in any way or giving off a quote unquote, message me zaddy vibe. At the end of the day, though, the joke's on Mark. I still got the win because he resigned. So my win to loss ratio is sky high, baby. Okay, so let's read this um, message. Mark says, hi, gorgeous. Where are you playing from? <laughs> she says, your dad's bed. Girl, that is so damn funny. Your dad's bed. And Mark, Mark resigned after that. The, Mark really couldn't take it. This man, it, no, that's not the type of man you want to be with anyway. So then she says, love the pod and love you. Congrats on Blake Lively reposting your TikTok. You goddamn queen. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, and then she gives a fuck, Mary kill. And we're going to do that at the end. But yeah, you're right. I mean, men that... <laughs> Men will really try and meet women anywhere. They'll try and meet women anywhere. It reminds me of that Sex in the City episode where Carrie meets a guy at therapy, like in the waiting room at therapy. God, that was so funny. Okay, we have another email that's a fuck, Mary kill. So we're going to have a few fuck, Mary kills at the end of the episode here. 
This one also, same title, Why Are Men? Ooh, let's get into it. Something must be in the air with you with you ladies. Uh, hi, Carly. I can't express how happy listening to your podcast and the Patreon makes me. You are really a light when it could be very dark in a very dark world. So thank you so much. Kiss you right on the lips. Oh, thank you so much too. I appreciate that. I'm writing this email because I need some advice on changing my mindset. Of course, the final straw had to be with a fuck boy, naturally. A little backstory, I got pregnant when I was 19 during a very toxic, abusive relationship. I'm now 25. Upon realizing that I was pregnant, I got out of the relationship and moved on. I've done well for myself since, at least in the physical and financial aspect. Emotionally, I've struggled quite a bit, which is to be expected. Every relationship I've had since then has ultimately come to an end because guys will say they're quote unquote, not ready for to be in a relationship with a single mom. While I get this, I feel like you probably should have thought about that when I told you in the beginning of the relationship, instead of carrying on and ultimately using this as your out when shit hits the fan. But what do I know? Honestly, I'm just going to interject here and just say you're 100% right. Like you knew what you were signing up for. Why do you have a problem with this now? Fast forward to a few months ago, a cutie left me his number and I decided to give it a go. We went on a couple dates, had an amazing connection, good sex, and got along, which is surprising because most guys are guys. I told him about my son on our third date and he immediately responded with, oh, how cute. I love kids. Cool. So we move forward and I don't think anything of it. We continue to date for a few months and one night he gets hammered and says, I just want you to know I can never be your boyfriend because you have a kid. Need I say more? Oh, Stop. That just made me sick to my stomach. And and I don't know what's about to happen at the end of this email, but if it doesn't end up with her never talking to him again, I swear to God. Because fuck this guy. Needless to say, I got the fuck on immediately after he said that. A few weeks go by and... On Monday, he shows up at my job, which isn't too weird because I work in a restaurant, but also why are you here, sir? He apologized profusely and said he was struggling with depression and that he wanted to make it up to me. While I think he's full of shit, I agreed to have lunch with him so I could essentially hear his side of the story for closure. In parentheses, that's my excuse I'm trying to convince myself of anyways. And to also call him out on using depression as an excuse for being a piece of shit. Fast forward to this morning, we were supposed to go for lunch and he hasn't texted me at all. Um, to let me know where we're going. At this point, I'm just done with this man. Ugh, yeah, no, girl, you 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 gotta be done with him. You gotta be done with him. The advice I need is how do I set myself up in a position where at the end of the day, I love myself more than I love the idea of being in a relationship. I know a lot of wanting to be cared for so much by somebody has to do with my previous abusive relationship and the stigma and the backlash that comes along with being a single mother. While I've improved a lot of terms of standing up for myself and liking myself at the end of the day, I still get so hurt when things like this happen. How do you get to a point where you moved on so easily from relationships slash people who do shitty things to you? Love you so much. Girl, I love you too. And here's the thing. Of course, these things are going to hurt you. Of course, when somebody says something hurtful, it's not a good feeling. And no matter what, no matter how secure you are in yourself, how confident you are, how much you love yourself, those things hurt us. It doesn't matter if we believe them or not. They still hurt. So I completely understand, especially the way that you spent so much time with this guy and you guys were seeing each other for months and then he's going to come out and say this shit like, no, no, he's not a good person. And that's the thing we we have to take people for what they are. And when somebody shows you who they are, you just have to believe them. You shouldn't say, oh, okay, well, he was drunk and he said something he didn't mean. And now we're going to go for lunch and blah, blah, blah. Listen, I've done it before, girl. I've done it. We've all done it. We, we do these things, right? And I just know, I'm going to say this right now. <laughs> no, because I'm going to say this right now. I just know it's at least nine inches. And that's what I'm going to say. No, because that's true. And those are the ones that we go, no, I think we'll just go for lunch. Why do they get all the, I swear to God, why do they get all the exceptions? It, 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 it's just what happens. Okay. So I'm just going to say that I get it. I get what you're coming from. But of course, these things are going to feel shitty. The best thing you can do in this position is 
make your peace with not having certain people in your life when there's, when you're ready to, I'm trying to think of how to word this because I don't want to seem like, Oh, just cut everybody out of your life because people do make mistakes and people do change sometimes and people grow and learn and mature. But if someone's doing something that's really is hurtful and insensitive, you don't need that person in your life. And I always just look at it as like, you don't deserve my time, my energy, my thoughts even. So I'm not going to give you what you don't deserve. I'm not going to give you what you really didn't put in any work for. Cause then I'm the asshole, you know? And I've had that happen to me a lot of times throughout my life where I'm just like, why am I allowing this person to even you don't have me as a friend or, or a companion in any way. I'm just kind of like, I, I have, I'm really comfortable with myself. I'm comfortable being alone and all of this stuff. Oh, that reminds me. I got to tell you guys, this. <laughs> I got to tell you guys a story. Um, I'm just writing it down so I don't forget, but it's just so silly. Uh, but yeah, these things still hurt. No matter what, no matter how secure you are, they, they hurt. Um, but girl, don't, don't go for lunch with this guy. And I am also kind of like, all right, eh, if you, if you mess up once, eh, whatever, not even whatever, but I'll, cause I'm a Scorpio. I'll never forget that. I'll take that to the damn grave. If you mess up once and we're married for 50 years, I'm going to still remember that one time. So I can't make it like, oh, no, I don't really care because I do. But sometimes you have to give people the benefit of the doubt. He's saying he's depressed. He's saying he's kind of going through something. You give him the benefit of the doubt. But then uh, right after that, he kind of bails on you and flakes on you for lunch. So, no, he's out. We give these people too much credit sometimes. So I was saying I was saying I uh, this thing that I just wrote down I was out with my friend last night. I'm recording this on Sunday. I was out with my friend and we're at this bar. By the way, I saw a couple of secret keepers this weekend. Shout out to you guys. And, and last weekend too. Shout out to you guys. Thanks for saying hi to me. I love when I love when secret keepers say hi to me. So thank you. And there was a guy today at the pizza place. Hi, John Carlo. I remember your name. No, because I remember his name. How Italian is that? So anyway, I was out last night with my friend. I was drinking, okay? And I haven't really been like getting drunk drunk, but I was a little tipsy last night. And we were sitting outside at this bar. We call an Uber like, all right, we're ready to go home. And there was this kind of wacky looking guy behind me, very eccentric looking. He's wearing no shirt. He's got a vest on very like, it was kind of like his outfit was giving Aladdin, right? a lot of jewelry, all the stuff. And like a hat, a funky hat that had like puka shells and other types. So honestly, I like the outfit. I'm not going to lie. I would wear that. But I get up because it was like drizzling a little bit. And I, of course, was drunk. And I'm like, oh, I just want to feel the rain. I mean, what am I freaking Natasha Bedingfield at that point? But the guy behind me goes, hey, he goes, stop asking questions you already know the answers to. And I'm like, ooh, is this a psychic? So I'm like, what do you know? And he goes, I know everything. I go, well, what, what's everything? What do you know? And this guy, by the way, I just want to let you all know, this was not like a, you know, a saint that, that the Lord sent me to, to come across my path. Because this man was sitting at a table kind of talking to himself at, for about 45 minutes. So I go, well, what do you know? And he's like, you're very comfortable being alone. And I said, well, that's true. He goes, you're a Scorpio. Girl, meanwhile, I have a Scorpio, a whole Scorpio tattooed on my arm. And it's not a small tattoo. This man saw it. Okay. So I just thought it was so funny. And he's like, well, stop asking questions. You already know the answer to don't ever doubt yourself. And it's so funny because I'm like, I kind of have too much confidence in my thoughts. <laughs> like I really don't ever doubt myself I'm always like I am right so I was trying to think of a particular situation he possibly could have been talking about I'm like no when I feel so he was kind of making it like in a relationship sense and I'm like 
No, when I feel something, I'm pretty content with my feelings and my emotions. And I know uh, I never second guess myself with stuff like that. I know how I feel about people, you know? So I was just kind of like, I don't know. He's definitely wrong. So I'm chit-chatting with him and he, and I was trying to see if he like had a gift at all, but there's people, I think he could like see energies and stuff. There's people, people who can see energy and people who have that like gift. I mean, anybody could do it if you train yourself, but you know, people who have that always talk to me. They always will stop me on the street. They always are talking about my energy, right? Unless they just say, oh, this girl looks crazy enough to believe me but I was trying to see if he knew anything. Um, but he didn't know shit. He was giving me some stuff. And then the stuff that he was kind of specific about was all wrong. He's like, you second guess yourself. I'm like, no, I think I'm overconfident in my thoughts uh, in terms of people. Because when I feel something about someone, I never really go back on that. I'm like, I don't like him. I do like him. There's no, you know what you feel, but anywho, so I thought that was kind of funny. And then the Uber came, my friend's like, girl, what the fuck did you just do? Cause I took the guy's number because he said, oh, take my number down. I go, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm never going to call him. But my friend's like, why do you have to talk to everybody in the entire world? I'm like, I don't know. He said hi to me. He said that I need to stop doing this. So I wanted to know what he was talking about. Okay. So this next one says, stay friends or not. Hello, my queen and her royal prince is an OG listener and a big fan of the pod. Thank you for all the thoughts and thank you for all the laughs and thought provoking advice. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. So I'm a straight girl and I made friends last summer with a straight guy, though uh, through a mutual friend. Aside from a few lulls, we didn't check in for a bit. We basically have chatted on a weekly basis, sometimes daily for the past year over Snapchat, I may add. Why do you all use Snapchat? I swear to God, you guys are on freaking Snapchat left and right. I didn't even know, but everyone's on it still. Okay, so there were a few times that they weren't checking in, but they've been talking on, on Snapchat regularly and this was again last summer it's been kept friendly at least on my end he was flirty at the beginning but got the hint right away that I wasn't interested in anything more than being friends we've learned a lot about each other and he's confided a lot in me he recently got back together with his ex they've broken up twice before and she has commitment issues that make her a little flighty and unsure they've been together for a few months now I met her for the first time at a group camping trip two weeks ago she was really lovely and I made a point to get to know her and sort of give him space so that I didn't make things weird for them I have a feeling she doesn't really know about me. I think she knows that him and I would go on some walks sometimes and whatever, but she definitely doesn't know the extent of how close friends we are now, which is weird considering I literally that I know literally all the secrets and details of their relationship, basically. Anyway, she recently came to a pool party of mine. We had a great night. Everything was awesome. And my girlfriends and I got some good one-on-one time with her. Him and I went to Pat, went to, went for patio drinks tonight because we live in the same area. And at the end of the night, his girlfriend texted and asked him if he was at a certain patio that we were at. I guess her friend saw him out with a girl. He started getting all stressed out about it and said he would probably lie. I asked him to please not do that because it would insinuate that we were doing something wrong. And I certainly don't feel that I was. Then I started feeling guilty because I never wanted to be that girl. That's like too comfortable with someone's mans. But at the same time, I feel like it's kind of on him to set up those boundaries between us. If going for some casual drinks after work together is an issue, he really shouldn't have come out with me. So the night ended weird. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he basically lied to her and tell her he was out with another friend because he asked me that if I were dragged into it, if I could just say that I stopped by the table. Uh, His words were, I owe you a lie. He assured me that everything was fine, though. I will say I do know that he has at least before been attracted to me. And maybe I'm naive, but I genuinely feel like we're cool and just friends at this point. Um, But now I'm wondering if maybe I should suggest to him 
that we should cool it on the near daily chatting. I think every person in a relationship has their boundaries and are comfortable with certain things. And the girlfriend seems secure that she doesn't really know me um, or what him and I's relationship is like, really. For some extra detail, sometimes he does compliment me. Like he'll message me when I post a selfie and tell me I look really great in red, for example. I think that it's just, he's just that kind of guy. He's really friendly and he doesn't think anything of it. Girl, he's in love with you. Girl, he's in love with you. I mean, the way that this guy is in love with you. Yeah, he's just that kind of guy. He loves the color red. Girl, he's in love with you. She says, I definitely, I know he definitely would have liked to bang when he was single. I do really appreciate his friendship and, and I would be bummed if we couldn't hang in public or take a walk or get some drinks or still talk here and there. It kind of feels like he wants to have his cake and eat it too, though. My question is, do you think from my point of view that I have a responsibility in the situation to sort of lessen how much we talk or set any boundaries? Or do you think it's on him to set boundaries with his female friends? I just never want to disrespect someone's relationship and... It's tough because I have absolutely zero interest in this person, but it's not like his girlfriend has to take my word for it. And I understand that. I just don't know if this is on me or not. Thoughts. Also, I'm attaching a photo of me dressed like Lord Farquaad. Okay. It is my most popular photo on Hinge for some reason. It's creating a lot of confusion for some guys out there. I chose an FMK um, with your likes in mind. Ooh, and then there's a good one. Hold on. Let me see this Lord Farquaad, um, photo. Oh my God. Wait, you're so cute. No, of course that's your most popular photo on hinge because it's like, you look beautiful. You, your, your face looks so cute. You have your little lipstick. How cute are you? And then you have like a silly outfit on. So it's like, oh, she's funny and she's pretty, you know, but anywho, let's get into it. The guy's in love with you. I don't know what to tell you. He's in love with you. And that's his, that's really a him problem. That's not a you problem. None of this, if you really feel uncomfortable hanging out with him because you know that he's lying to his girlfriend about it, because that's what's happening. She doesn't know what's going on. I think that you've dealt with things in a really great way where you're inviting her to things. And when you're around her, you get good quality time with her and you're chatting with her so that she doesn't feel that awkwardness of like, oh, does this girl secretly love my boyfriend? Because for some reason, we all think that sometimes. Like for some reason, even if you're dating some regular Joe Schmo, you go, oh, well, this every girl must like love him. Like, uh, no, sister, nobody wants to fuck your boyfriend right but we think that they do because and it's cute because we really think that our our boyfriends are are that special right so she doesn't know any better but if she has trust issues and commitment issues and all of these things she's of course going to feel some type of way about him hanging out with with a girl and not at least not telling her about it not saying you guys can never hang out but i think he should tell her if he's hanging out with you or any of his other girlfriends or a guy or whatever. Just like, Oh, Hey, what are you doing? Like, why do you feel the need to lie? Because when somebody feels a need to lie, it means that they think they're doing something wrong. People don't just lie for no reason about things like that. Um, so yeah, if I were her, I probably wouldn't trust him either. And let's that that's also the thing too. How trustworthy is this guy in the first place? I, I don't think I would really care if, um, I was dating a guy and he like friendly, not crossing a boundary, complimented one of his girlfriends or anything like that. I don't think I would care, but I think that she needs to know that you guys see each other frequently, um, and that you guys are close. And if she doesn't know, that's weird to me. That's weird to me because you talk to your girlfriend about your friends. You talk to your boyfriend about your friends. So I don't know. I kind of just feel like I would say to him, it's not your responsibility to like have a, have the boundaries conversation because he's not your boyfriend, but I would say to him, listen, if your girlfriend isn't comfortable with this, I don't want to be involved in it because I don't want to do, I, I don't want to, um, you know, do something that I'm going to feel guilty for. Like I felt, and you could just tell him, I felt guilty when that happened and I don't want to feel that way. It didn't feel good 
for me. There's nothing going on between us. So I don't know why this would be a problem, but if it is, please let me know because I want to kind of act accordingly. And I don't, I don't feel comfortable being a reason that you're lying to your girlfriend. Period. Period. And just say to him, like, listen, I know you love me. Just say you love me at this point. Because all the little cute, you know, oh, well, you look great in red and that you talk every day and he forgets to mention it to his girlfriend. No, 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 no. He's in love with you and that's it. Okay. Should we do, should we do this thing? This shit crappens. I think so. I really think so. So this one says shit crappens and then it comes back to haunt you. Okay. Hi, Carly, big time fan of you and your little angel fur babies. I'll get right into it. I'm very shy about my bathroom. Oh, I'll get right into it, period. I'm very shy about my bathroom habits around my boyfriend. We have two bathrooms in our house. I use the one farthest from our bedroom with the fan on and the water running so that he won't hear me. He doesn't give a shit about if I hear him or see him poop. So he uses the bathroom in our bedroom. Uh, so one day I get out of the bathroom and did, I went to the bathroom and did my thing. I flushed the toilet. Everything was business as usual. So I fucking thought because the next day my boyfriend went into that bathroom to use the shower and I heard him starting to plunge the toilet. I am the only one that poops in that toilet. So obviously whenever I was going in, it was because I was pooping. Well, when he was the, oh my God, when he was done, he came out and described how my poop was stuck in the toilet and it came rolling back into the toilet when when it was being plunged and then he then he then he wanted to tell me the size and the shape of it why did he have to tell you that why did he have to tell you the size and the shape of of your poop like it didn't come out of your ass <laughs> No, because he didn't have, he did not have to do that. That's, that's TMI at that point. And it's already information that we have. You're like, no, I saw it. She says, oh my God, I was mortified. He was obsessed with the details. He likes to fixate on things. Lucky me, he wasn't one of those times because the next day he was still talking about my poop. Oh my God. Sorry, this is so long. I can't look my boyfriend in the eyes. Send help, girl. The way that he examined it and the way that he told you the whole story about how it took the journey back into the toilet, I can't. I can't. No, because I would have a conversation with him and this is a real thing. Like I would have a conversation with him and say, hey, next time that happens, blow the house up instead of doing what you did. Because if I were a guy, right? And I was dating this girl or I was living with someone, married to someone, whatever. And I went into the bathroom and there was a freaking turd in there. I'm going to tell you something right now. I would never, ever tell her that I found that there. No, because what's the point of letting you know that? I would never, ever let, no, 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 because that's a nightmare. Okay, let's get into let's get into this next one. Hello, Carly and you crazy kittens from Australia. Oh my god. Uh, all right. <laughs> Was that good? I love the podcast and I've been listening to it from the beginning and it's really given me something to look forward to during our crazy times. I always tell my friends and my mom to listen to you. Haha. Ha. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Tell, tell your mom I said hi. Tell your mom I said hi. You know, I'm working on it. Sorry, this rant is going to be long, but I needed to vent and some outside perspective. Breakups are hard, but one of the worst types is a best friend breakup. Little background, I'm 25 years old and engaged to my partner, who's 26 years old. We've been together since high school, and over the years, I've become so close with his younger sister. She's now 22. She had some difficulties over the years with housing and partners, and we have always helped out 
uh, giving her a place to stay or advice, and I grew to consider her one of my best friends. During COVID last year, she decided to move from another state back to our state. She moved in with her parents as a temporary thing, which I know she did not enjoy or want as a long-term thing. Me and my partner were looking at expanding to a bigger house slash apartment at the time, so we asked if she would like to move in with us, and it would help us keep costs down for everybody. The time we... Sorry. Looking for a new place is hard, and we never find anything that we all love and suited our budgets. Long story short, she met someone in that short time and decided to save her money and move in with him and his family. She's renting the parents' granny flat with him for like $100 a week. This was after we had already let out the real estate no sorry, let out real estate know to our end that our lease was no longer turning back to take matters to make matters worse found it. She has hardly any bills because their dad pays her car insurance and other payments for her um, moving in. I'm sorry for her and her reason for not moving in with us was money. Okay, so let me just because I know my brain is not doing well right now. And I'm getting to that point, but you guys know, what I get to where I'm, you know, I get a little flustered, and then I can't read. So the sister said that the reason why she wasn't moving into them was because of money. And they found out that she really doesn't have any bills to pay. And she ended up meeting somebody when she had already made this commitment with them and she moved in with a guy. So me and my partner were left with a terminated lease with weeks to find a place. Well, we didn't find a place and had to move in with my parents as nothing was in budget or allowed our dog. We got into a big argument and it was, as we feel pretty used till she found a cheaper slash better option. And it was even worse from somebody who is in our family. We ended up leaving um, the state shortly after we both didn't love our jobs. And it sort of just sealed the deal of needing a fresh start. We're now living in a new state that we love with no regrets about leaving, but I'm still dealing with the best friend breakup. It's not like I can just give it some time and space, then maybe try and work things out. We are in family group chats together, and we obviously have to see each other when the family gets together. She continues to act like nothing really happened and won't fully accept that she kind of screwed us over last minute and thinks that we're being dramatic. I'm trying to not let it affect me, but... Even just seeing her now makes me kind of feel sick. I had previously mentioned to her that she would probably be my maid of honor, and now I just would not be comfortable with that. I just don't know what to do. I'm all for being the bigger person and moving on. I just hate the feeling of feeling so used and let down by a best friend that is also family. I have been let down by people in the past and moved on, but this just feels worse being from someone so close. She's doing great now. She's still with the guy and I'm happy for her. And sometimes I feel like I'm over it and that I would like to be friends again. But even just seeing her name in the group chat makes me feel so sick, even if I'm not really mad anymore. The hardest thing for me was that she called me irreconcilable when I let her know that I was upset and I just needed space for our friendship till I at least sorted out our living situation. I told her we would always be sisters, but just at the time I needed some space to get over everything. It really hurts because I always do feel like I do so much for people and let them come back and eventually would never consider myself that. I had friends and I'm sorry, I had friends that I have had falling outs with and reconnected after and never dwelled on what happened, but that didn't feel like this. I'm just looking for any advice and input. I'm not sure if I should just try and push this gut feeling away, leave it in the past and be friends again, or just accept that she is always going to be around and but bother trying to rebuild anything. Also in Australian, the version of TJ Maxx is called TK Maxx. Yes, girl, I've been to TK Maxx in England. Beautiful store. Okay. So this is a tough one. Anytime that family's involved, you gotta, you gotta give it one more shot, right? If it really feels that way. And this does suck. I think that she was being really selfish. I think she was being inconsiderate of the fact that you guys had already made this commitment together and you were looking for a place and that's already, like you said, stressful enough. So she didn't make it any easier on you. But I would kind of try and look at this as, to me, as much as this sucks, and it says a little bit to me about her character um, and kind of the respect level she has for people, it just seems like she's selfish 
I don't think that this is a lifetime for me, at least this wouldn't be a lifetime fight or, um, you know, something that I would never be able to move on from. It sucks. And I think you should take your time, um, to try and just kind of look at her in a different way. Um, but the way I would, I would look at this, cause it's always nice to try and have a way to spin something, uh, a situation like this. I would kind of look at it as, okay, things didn't work out with her. She made this commitment. She didn't follow through. She screwed you guys over, right? She screwed you over, but you are now in a different place. Sometimes these things that hurt us really do put us on the right track as weird as it sounds. And I think maybe from an, as an outsider's perspective, you, I could tell you this because this is kind of how I'm seeing it. The re whatever reason she used, whatever excuse she used, it wasn't about that. It was about you guys now living in this other city or this other town that you really love. I think that that where you are now is where you're meant to be. And if she hadn't canceled on you, she if she hadn't screwed you over, rather, you wouldn't end up where you're at now. So look at it like that. She pushed you down the wrong, down uh, the other direction. And you're now, you're now where you're meant to be. And maybe nothing has happened there yet, but you're just very happy and that's okay too. But I think that you're meant to be where you're at now. See, these things that piss us off really do. Um, I don't know. They, they change the path, but in the right direction. Weird, weird to say that. I look back on any, um, you know, thing that really devastated me or hurt me or was a major life thing that I'll never forget. And I go, oh, well, I wouldn't have this if I didn't do that. Oh, well, I wouldn't have been able to do this or I wouldn't have even started doing, you know, I think about that all the time. Like after I had surgery, I had to change the whole, you know, trajectory of my goals and what I wanted to do. And I was a hairdresser before that. And then I couldn't do that anymore. And that was what made me just kind of jump into stand up too. So I always think about that. Like that was the lowest I ever felt in my life. And it was the most difficult experience because it was painful. It was adjusting to a new norm. It was healing. It was a lot of different things. Um, you know, couldn't go out and do damn near anything. And, but I wouldn't have been able to, uh, I wouldn't, you guys wouldn't be listening to me right now. Maybe I would be cutting a couple of your hairs, but. <laughs> so, okay, let's do a fuck, Mary kill. So this fuck, Mary kill is no bra, no period, no more Crocs. And I'm not going to lie. I can't say I understand it. No bra, no period, or no more Crocs. Okay. I'm marrying no bra because I don't really wear a bra. So if I had to start wearing bras every day again, I would really just lose it. I wear bras when I'm working, you know, if I'm doing stand up or something, I'm going to be wearing a bra, but that's really it. Or if I have like a meeting with somebody, I'll wear a bra. But otherwise you, you guys will see me out on the streets with just no bra on. I don't care. I don't have boot. Like, it just doesn't matter to me. I'm done with that. So I'm marrying that. Um, this is hard. No bra, no period, no more Crocs. I guess I'm going to fuck no period because when I tell you, I don't know what the hell goes on with my dom the, my goddamn ovulation and my freaking, oh my God, I'm done. I'm done with having my period. I've had my period for goddamn 20 years now, 21 years I've had my period. Wait, is that math right? 29, 19, 29. I've had my period for 29, 20, 21 years. Can you imagine? I'm done. I'm done buying tampons. I'm done putting tampons in. I'm done fucking ruining my underwear. I'm done with this shit. I'm done spotting. That's it. I refuse. I refuse to do it anymore. Fuck the patriarchy. So I'm going to say... Yeah, I'm going to fuck no period. Well, no, because then you would have to marry no period. I'm going to fuck no period. Because at least when I'm having sex, I won't have the period if I'm fucking no period. Is that a, is that a good caveat, caveat? Caveat? 
my brain is fried. You already know it. And then I'm going to have to kill no more Crocs. And as sad as I, I am to see them go, I really don't feel that I'm that sad because I'm over it. I love my Crocs. I wear my Crocs sometimes, but I'm over them. If somebody came into my house and stole them, I wouldn't care. You know what I'm saying? Are they comfy though? Yes, I can't lie. Okay, now let's get into this other um, fuck, Mary kill that was very specific to me. I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to find it because it was like, okay, let's do this one. God damn it, you guys. I just had it. Okay, this one. Krabby Patty from SpongeBob SquarePants, Alice in Wonderland cookies that make you smaller or bigger, or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pizza. Wow. And this was Fuck, Mary Kill cartoon food edition. So I'm gonna... Here's the thing. I always wanted a damn Krabby, like Krabby Patty, but I'm going to have to kill that one. I'm going to marry the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pizza because that always looked so good. That always looked so damn good. And I was so like, no, that was the one. And yeah, I guess I'll fuck the Alice in Wonderland cookies that make you smaller or bigger because I don't need to be changing my size each day. You know, I could switch it up a little bit. So I think that's a, that's a safe bet. But anywho, I love you guys. I hope you all have a great week. I'll see you next week. And you can join the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash secret keepers. And that's that. Bye-bye. 